everybody and welcome back to Escape Rocket. This week we are finally reviewing DC. We, we finally got round to it. Yeah, it's another new uh, new addition to the uh, collection of things we talk about. Um, well, that's for the best or for the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you hadn't have guessed from the end of last week's podcast, you know, we, we were kind of, we were hinting very subtly that we were going to do DC this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what we're going to be doing is we're going to be comparing the old Suicide Squad to the new one. The old one, you know, the one that was critically panned in, in every country, in every language. <laughs> you know, not good. Um, compared to this new one that seems to have won over everyone. Um... And we're basically going to be giving our honest opinions on it, as per usual. Um, so strap in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, off the bat, you probably know our opinions comparatively about the both films. So. <laughs> Just from um, that introduction. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, that's how most of uh, DC tends to go. Um, yeah. Either one way or the other. Yeah, DC doesn't have any like middle of the road stuff. It's all just it's good or it's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Um, especially when it comes to things like Batman. That's completely going off tangent, but like Batman, whew, oh, they yeah. are the hit or miss with that film. <laughs> and they do it a lot as well. I mean, we'll see how the new one goes, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you want to start? Then let's start. Let's start with the old one, shall we? And then we can add yeah. some positives. Oh. <laughs> um. I'm going to give it a positive, the old one. I'm going to give it a positive. It did a good job of introducing what it was trying to introduce. Yeah, I was I was going to say that. I liked the kind of character introductions at the beginning. Mm. Um, they kind of did a similar thing. Well, they didn't really do that with this one too much. No, not massively. It was more brief of... in this one, but that's because already, we'd already know the premise mostly, so it was more just a recap. Yeah. Um... I would, I, w- I would point out that this is a negative towards the new one, which I think some people agree with. I think there's too many characters in it. I know, spoiler for anyone who hasn't watched it, a lot of people do get, like, get killed off in the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of character introductions in the first half an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, there are. and But I think that it's just part of um, James Gunn's humour, isn't it? He just you know, introduced yeah. all these characters, including some returning ones. Yeah, get some yeah, yeah. famous actors in there and then just instantly kill them. I mean, I, yeah, to be, to be fair, James Gunn himself just did a very good job with it as a film. Yeah, um, I think he always does. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think he's missed with a film yet. Um, and we were saying that James Gunn, this, this is kind of like James Gunn being let loose. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously he's very witty and kind of pushes the line with Guardians and all that lot. Um, and then, you know, this, they were kind of like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be a 15, and he's like, okay, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, the, he had the age limit to kind of do what he wanted to do with all the rest of his movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can imagine some of the effects and things from Suicide Squad being put into Guardians if it was allowed to be a, a higher yeah. age rating. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, no, I think he did a very good job with this, but I'd can't fault directing wise anything to do with this um and it did have kind of a lot of guardians vibes as well with like quite a big cast you know a lot of jokes are all have like they're all either falling out or joking with each other oh yeah um kind of a big over-the-top villain even the um, bright colors were, ju- were just very guardiansy like yeah 
even though it was kind of meant to be, well, it was meant to be set in reality to some degree. Um, <laughs> there's still like a lot of fantastical um, colours and, and bright things that shouldn't necessarily be there. Um, yeah, there was a lot of like stylistic choices as well. Like the scene that everyone saw in the trailer that people liked was, you know, with Harley walking with little flowers, like blooming out. Yeah. Um, so there was quite a few moments like that, which I think looked really cool. I feel like we should just talk about Harley for a little bit. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, because the old one, I think he did a good job of introducing her as a character. You know, going back to that whole thing of they did a good job of introducing them. Yeah, but she just became hypersexualized in that film in the original. Yeah, um, she did. Yeah, and she was, you know, oh, she's Joker's um, damsel in distress. Like she wasn't really. It, like everything had to relate back to Joker in some way. It wasn't like she's an independent woman who's quite badass on her own. It was she needs someone all the time, and yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I feel I've heard a couple of complaints about that for the new one as well. Like she just kind of met a guy and he was hot, and so she was willing to like marry him until she found out that he wasn't a good guy, and then <laughs> kind of drew a line, and it was just a bit like, yeah. I don't know. Well, I would argue that in the new film, she's kind of just playing with it anyway. Like, I, I think after, if you watch Birds of Prey, she kind of doesn't like men at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't, I, I feel like it was almost she was playing the system a bit. I know she says herself, like, oh, I thought I loved you or whatever, but I don't know. Part of me is just like, Harley's smarter than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, she could definitely have been kind of knowing what she was doing all along. Mm-hmm. I guess, and yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that would make sense. I think that's probably a better explanation, <laughs> even though that wasn't I made explicitly clear. Oh no, no, no! Let's talk about costumes as well while we're talking on Harley Quinn. Let's just talk about costumes because, yeah. Oh my! God, I loved everyone's costume in the new film. <laughs> yeah, they're all good. Like, and some of them were like really kind of, you know, Avengers, like first Avengers, uh, Captain America, like silly, but oh my god. <laughs> But um, it worked because of the like context of the movie, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what whose costume was it that I really liked? I mean, I love all of Harley's, but that's just because I have a bit of an obsession with her and Margot Robbie, so it's just... Um... <laughs> yeah, Harley's um, always got good costumes. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they're not even, like, creepy, over-sexualized in this film. They're just good costumes, so, like, yeah. the dress she wears is really sick. Um... And how by her like badass scene, as I would say, she um manages to make it her own as well. Um let's think, who was the best costume? <laughs> there was some really silly ones um in the in team one um <laughs> at the beginning, which you know, like javelin and uh <laughs> I really <laughs> I just want I just wanna pull up um Weasel for a second <laughs> because James Gunn loves putting his brother in the stupidest role in the movie. <laughs> and like like in Guardians he, he mo caps for Rocket and then obviously plays Kraglin as well, who's like an idiot. <laughs> um and then so you know he plays Weasel. Um <laughs> and I love how like Weasel actually survived and is probably now going gonna go and like eat some children or something. It just um, rampaged lost it or whatever it was. Yeah. But like I think Weasel looked like a costume, but it wasn't. I don't think, like mostly. Yeah, it, really, it, it was did. like it was like 
CGIing Chewbacca, but make him look like the original Chewbacca, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it looked like a fursuit rather yeah. than like an actual weasel, but I think maybe that was kind of the vibe that James Gunn was going for, maybe? Yeah, probably. Um, but even so, that like it's still insane animation on it. Um. Because you could really see like every single fiber on him, and that that was really cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it was the same with um, King Shark. Yes. Although that was fully CGI, but like, he yeah, his character design is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but they somehow managed to make him cute. I'm not sure if that's just the personality, but yeah, no, they did. Like, it was a character <laughs> that you, you were just like, oh, whenever anything happened. And, like, he, he should have died multiple times in the film. Yeah. And every single time, you're like, no, not now. And then he's fine. And you're like, oh, thank God. Um, God I'm, I'm really glad. That, that was one character I really hoped they wouldn't kill off, and they didn't. And I was like, thank God. Of all the characters, don't kill him off the... <laughs> yeah. He just wants a friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and the, the aquarium scene at the end. Oh, no. That was yeah, so cute. It was, and then he, yeah, he got betrayed. Betrayed by my one love. <laughs> oh god! I mean, those things were even cute, and they were just psychotic piranha things, and I, but they yeah. were they were so cute. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, do you want to talk more about um, other monsters in the movie? Then I guess. Yeah, can do. Um, because I th- I feel like the villain. Was a lot more Suicide Squad vibes in this with Starro compared to the first one with Enchantress. Yeah. Um, because I did, I did actually look up Enchantress's comic book background a little bit, mm-hmm. and she is in like Suicide Squad comics. She joins the team at one point. Yeah. I assume she's probably a villain at one point, but she's just like it's all like this magic and like you know like a dark witch kind of vibe and it's just it doesn't sit well with suicide squad i don't think no it needs to be more high risk almost Mm. because well yeah and it's it's just a bit too mystical like the the suicide squads are just like it's just like a bunch of idiots and it's all mainly science and tech based Mm. so it kind of it'd be like i don't know it'd be like seeing dr strange fight iron man or something like in an iron man movie it would be a bit Weird. <laughs> they'd be a bit like what <laughs> it's like how do you even stand a chance <laughs> yeah 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 i mean one of my notes is that i mean i've called it the starfish because i couldn't think of its actual name <laughs> uh, star uh, star there we go um but i was like is it really that high risk because he just kind of waddles he's he's, he's actually quite cute <laughs> <laughs> like again it's really evil but it's just quite cute because it waddles through and then it's angry and shouts a bit and then <laughs> it waddles more <laughs> yeah i mean it is just like a big like cuddly kaiju um <laughs> but i think it, it's the uh it's the armpit stars isn't it that are the uh issue yeah <laughs> stars. Yeah. Like the scene where it showed you like the person's face that had been like ripped off, like a big scar shape, star shape. Oh like, yeah, wound on it. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, you were going James Gunn. Have you pushed it too far? <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. There was a, sometimes there was a little bit like mm, maybe we shouldn't have James. seen that. <laughs> um. <laughs> like yeah, some of the violence as well. Like it took me by surprise, especially when Blackguard died at the beginning. Like. Yes, I, I like his character just because he's funny, and it you know the betrayal was a bit. I didn't really see it coming, and it kind of wasn't mm. done 
very well because it was like, oh, he betrayed us, and then he just died. But yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Like he just walked on the beach. I was expecting him to die, but not like get his face blown off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like right in the camera. <laughs> I mean, I think the see. This is what I mean by there to be a little bit too many characters. The fact that. Obviously, everyone bar Harley Quinn and Rick Flag die on that beach yeah. in, the opening, in the opening 15 minutes. So at that point, you've already been introduced to like nine characters and then you don't necessarily get that hard hitting like, oh no, it's them. You're like, I've not really had enough time to become attached to you and you're dead now, so... <laughs> yeah, um, like especially with um, Mongal, I think they, should, they could have taken her out. Like She did literally nothing other than get Boomerang killed. Mm. But crashing a helicopter. Um, I was convinced Boomerang was going to be in it for longer, you know? But Yeah, you know. I did, because he was in the first one. Yeah. And he's, and he's been, like, a poster character as well and stuff, so I was like... Yeah, I was just like, I assume, oh, right, okay, so you've got some of the old ones in. He's going to be one of the ones that stays, and then, nope, get sliced off, you know? Yeah, because um, they, cl- they kept him, Harley, and, and Rick Flagg um, mm-hmm. from the first one, and, uh, yeah, I thought they were going to be in it more, but, well, he was going to be in it more. But I guess it was more of a, it was kind of a, a red herring, wasn't it? Putting him on the yeah. posters and stuff, I guess. I mean, there were characters that I got attached to, but I think it's because I knew the actor. Like, um, yeah, the, there were, there could have been definitely some characters to be taken out. Like, they didn't have to include Boomerang, I don't think. They didn't have to include Mongal. No. Um, javelin did literally nothing other than give Harley a javelin, which she used in <laughs> the movie. So I guess he could have been taken out. But some of the mm. characters were like, Included just to be stupid and die, which which worked for some of them. Like TDK, I think it worked for. That was quite funny. Mm, yeah. Um. Same with Weasel, although he didn't obviously die, but like, yeah. Yeah. Like they weren't really meant to be in there to be substantial characters. They were just meant to be in there to to die effectively. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if we're talking about this, so we've talked about Team One. Let's talk about Team Two, as it would be, led by the incredible Idris Elba. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely oh it's just so good so i mean i love idris elba and everything but like this he was so good um yeah i like i sometimes i'm a bit like meh about them putting in a you know some sort of family subplot or romantic subplot or whatever mm-hmm. but i think it worked in this like seeing his daughter at the nc on tv finally you know being a hero i think that was a really nice moment yeah I mean, if you compare him to Deadshot, because that's effectively what yeah. his character was brought in to do was be the opposite, <laughs> was be the Deadshot. Yeah. Um, like it's a completely different type of family re- relation. So Idris Elba, not Idris Elba, but like the, his character's daughter, it's just a purely argumentative relationship where they're screaming at each other constantly, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Um, whereas Will, uh, as far as Deadshot's daughter is like, oh no, Dad, I still love you, even though you've killed millions of people, and it's like, is that realistic? I don't know. Um, so you kind of got a character arc of that of that relationship, whereas you didn't have that with Deadshot and his daughter. Um, yeah, I feel like as well with Deadshot. I mean, he's a much more well known character than Bloodsport. Mm. Um, but in a way, I'm kind of glad they're giving a different character the spotlight because you know we can see Deadshot in like Batman movies and whatever in the future yeah. I feel like Bloodsport wouldn't be one that you'd really think to put in anything other than the Suicide Squad movie or yeah, he wouldn't maybe get now a spin-off but, yeah. yeah and I suppose you could compare it to Marvel I know oh no we're, we're mentioning something we've already done <laughs> um, but 
when Kevin Feige was like deciding which characters to put into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he didn't go for like the absolute popular ones first. He went for the ones that basically no one had heard of, and then yeah. they've ended up becoming some of the most popular. So maybe James Gunn was like, "I'll try something like that." <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I think it was good because, I mean, realistically, Bloodsport is just a cooler version of Deadshot. Yeah, <laughs> like he's still got like the, you know, I always hit the target kind of thing for him as well. Maybe yeah, yeah, not yeah. as on the nose as Deadshot, but still. Yeah. But then he's also got like his weapons are a lot cooler, like just pulls them out of his suit and they like materialize and then you can like connect them together and make bigger yeah. weapons. It's just like I just really like his design and everything. So I loved his helmet. That was really like it's <laughs> that's such a weird thing to put out, but I yeah. really loved his helmet, how it was like slide down by like, it was really cool. Um yeah, it was. I, th- I feel like I remember people complaining about it when the trailers first came out, and I was like, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> no, I think it's quite cool. Because yeah. um, Deadshot is literally just a, a prosthetic mask, basically. <laughs> yeah, with like, like a with like a one like eye thing on it. Yeah, with with a dodgy plastic eye piece in. Like you can tell it's not <laughs> yeah. properly made as it would be. Um, whereas at least Bloodsports looked <laughs> like semi-realistic and quite cool and futuristic-y. Um, comic bookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if we're talking about him, we may as well talk about John Cena's character. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's getting the spin-off for some reason. <laughs> oh, Peacemaker. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I mean, to I give him have... credit, it was he was quite funny at times, and I think it, it, it was a good character. Like, he was a good one to include as, like, a a competition for blood sport and you know it, it's kind of like the way his mind works like it's kind of twisted you know he's going to do anything to achieve peace like yeah it's it is kind of an interesting character to include but i feel like not for a spin-off maybe yeah i don't think there's enough about well i might be wrong because i've not read the comics or anything there might be more about it but i just don't think there's enough to properly do a comic about it to do anything else with him um which is why I was really annoyed that he hadn't died. <laughs> um, yeah. To be honest, I, yeah, I mean, to be fair, when, you know, when we thought he died in the movie, I was like, oh, okay, maybe the the show must be a, a prequel. I think, and I've heard quite a few people say that, but then I guess not, because he's still alive again at the end. He's still alive. Uh, I said to you as soon as we watched it, I was like, that's it, I don't like John Cena anymore because he killed <laughs> Rick Flagg. <laughs> and Rick Flagg oh, yeah. was one of my favourite characters. Yeah, Rick um, Flagg was really good in this movie. Like in the first one, he was like just really boring, I think. And then in this one, they really did a lot with him. And I, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I see. I've written a note, and it sort of links to Rick Flagg. So I'm going to say it. This is about the the old one. The old one had a lot of eye candy in, and didn't really have anyone substantial, like anyone with anything else other than, oh, we're a pretty person. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so like yeah. you had Rick Flag in there, you had Scott Eastwood's character, um, who I don't remember the name of in any way, shape or form, because he was literally there to look good. Um Wait, which one's Scott Eastwood? I don't even know. Is did he play Diablo? No, 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 no. Um, um I don't know who I don't know who it was. He was like the other arm the other army dude. Um in the first um. one. Like that's what I mean though. Like he's that irrelevant in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, they made a massive deal about him in promotions, being like, "Oh, look, it's the other army dude." And it's like, okay, this film's all about eye candy. That's clearly what you're doing here. 
Um, you know, female audiences didn't complain that much about it, but <laughs> <laughs> when you compare it to this one where Rick Flagg is still like the eye candy, but he's actually got a personality and a character behind him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's it's allowed. <laughs> we can go, yeah. okay, this is fine. Um <laughs> I, I liked that about the movie because again, look at all a lot of the characters were just like attractive people, but all of them had some sort of substance as well. Mm. Which they you need needed. And some of them even like they tried to take away some of that attractiveness because that wasn't really important in their character. Like yeah. with like with Ratcatcher too, like they you know, they made her look like really kind of dirty and put her in like a big coat and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's worked that well to not sexualize her because I know a lot of people who were like, oh my God, she's so hot. And I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Clearly their marketing didn't work for that one, but okay. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm going to go back to it. You could say that about Harley Quinn. She's gone from being kind of dumb blonde, blonde bimbo with a psychotic side <laughs> to being like someone who's actually got a brain and going, yeah, okay, I don't need you. I was literally using you and now I'm going to kill you. And then... <laughs> you know, clears out an entire house of assassins, basically, <laughs> um, yeah. to escape. And it's like, that's the badassness that we need for her character. It's not... Uh, yeah. They did a yeah. lot better. They just did a lot better of a job <laughs> with all the characters in this film. Yeah, um, I, think, I think the movies are getting a little bit better with portraying Harley Quinn. Um, mm. I don't think the games have ever been particularly good at it. No. But the comics and the animated shows have always been really good at it as well so yeah yeah i think what helps with the the um real life films as it would be um is the fact that margot robbie kind of has almost taken it upon herself to have a hand in whatever's done with harley quinn yeah so like she was i don't know if she's directed but she was main producer in birds of prey and you can tell that from how harley quinn is like harley quinn isn't Mm. she she (laughs) Instead of what a lot of people did from Suicide Squad, which was go, oh god, my cat, my you know, my acting career is over if I acknowledge this film. <laughs> Margot Robbie was kind of like, okay, Harley Quinn was oversexualized in this film. It did badly. Let me reinvent my character and give her a solo film, effectively. <laughs> yeah, she she like springboarded. Yeah, she like springboarded off of the the Suicide Squad movie um, mm. and evolved the character in a way that kind of took it away from that movie and like almost talked badly about it like as, as everyone else did and it was kind yeah. of almost in on the joke that it was a bad movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um i just I, yeah that, i mean that's kind of a bit of a tangent because it's not necessarily purely suicide squad but it definitely needs to be pointed out because <laughs> um it is uh, such a key part of it um, and another thing it did and this movie was it got rid of one of the worst parts of the original suicide squad mm. which was the joker <laughs> I knew it was going to come up. We can't. We can't avoid it. It's basically an elephant no, we, in the room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Or Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man can't catch a break. I'm like, no. But like we talked about Morbius. I don't know what's happening with that. I don't think um, anyone. I don't even think Marvel knows what's happening with it. Um. <laughs> like the Joker. I don't think we're ever going to see more of that. Maybe if they. Do more like Zack Snyder stuff, but <sighs> oh, Zack Snyder, please even don't. Even that, even that was a weird thing to have in the Snyder cut. They just had that little scene in there, and why? Yeah, uh, I just I know a lot of people like his portrayal, and I think Jared was into it as well, right? But 
See, the problem, I think Jared, Jared is a method actor, so he went mm. overboard with it. From all the interviews I've watched from it, Jared Leto got so into character with the Joker, he used to, like, send people snakes and stuff. Um, <laughs> Like, it just as, like, a practical joke and whatever, but, like, there were some crew members who were like, this isn't, is this appropriate? <laughs> um, yeah. Because he got Cancer so into no. <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't right. Um... And I mean, I, I'm all for people like properly getting invested in their character, but there's you, you don't have to go that far. Um, yeah, like, I'm all for method acting, but like in character only, they don't start like doing things that the character would do, especially not if your character is like you know a psychopath. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Christian Bale is the perfect example, and we're still sticking with DC because it's Christian Bale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going on a complete tangent, guys. Okay, it's fine. Um, He's the perfect example of how to method act. So when he gets a role, he normally changes his body um, in some way to fit it. So like, yeah, yeah. he played a character recently who was, I think, an American politician or something. And instead of putting on a fat suit or anything, he put on all the weight, and then he lost it all rapidly as soon as he didn't need it again. And it's in like the amount of discipline you have to have to do that is insane. But at no <laughs> point did he, like, become his character as it would be? It, like, he did the research and knew how to be the character, but at no point did he decide for any reason to do with method acting that he was <laughs> he was going to channel his inner character constantly. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, it, was, it was also just, like, kind of an unfaithful Joker as well. Like, it was completely mm. different to what, anything we'd ever seen, which is it's fine to do something different. But he went for like a younger, like cooler, more like gangster version of the Joker. Mm. Um, you know, he had like the what, what do you call it? The like the, like the metal teeth. Um, yeah, and all the tattoos and the haircut was wasn't right. I don't think oh, it wasn't too bad. Mm. Um, it was just it was just weird. I just I just don't like it. It harks back to that thing again. I said though about that film being sexualized. Like he's a sexy Joker as it would be. Yeah, yeah. Joker's not supposed <laughs> like, to be no sexy to... at all. Exactly. There's no need for him to be like shirtless and like draped over Harley Quinn all the time. Or like there's just it. It just seems to be a trend of that film. And <laughs> yeah, um, and he was only included for like the Harley Quinn romance part as well. Like he was a complete mm. side character and with a side plot that didn't really go anywhere. No. It was like, literally just, oh, let's see how Harley Quinn evolves by including some Joker things. And it's like, mm. Yeah, I feel like they just felt like they had to put Joker in there because they have Harley Quinn in there and you can't have Harley without the Joker. Yeah. Um, as as Margot Robbie has now proved you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's kind of sad though because, I, and this is a very unpopular opinion, I like. I quite like the way that Joker is, where he is like literally so unhinged, <laughs> like complete psychotic brain, just not there in any way. Like Bellatrix Lestrange Fruit Loop style. <laughs> um, for anyone who doesn't get that reference, I'm sorry. It's Harry Potter. <laughs> but it's like I liked the fact that because I, that's the way I always imagine the Joker is is someone who is just so completely out of it and so insane. Um. So I liked the fact that he acted him that way. It's just there wasn't enough of him for him to be like that, and the the film itself wasn't particularly good enough for it to be like that. And it's yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was such a a different take that they needed to give it more space and mm. maybe even its own movie, but at least like make him the main villain. 
Yeah, just but, something. Uh, to have him do all this weird stuff on the side as a side plot, it just didn't work. Yeah, and the fact that the Joker was included as so, like such a heavy promotion for most oh, yeah. of the Suicide Squad stuff, and then you're like, um, how long is that? Okay, ten minutes total for the entire character. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, when did the movie come out? Ooh, that is a very good question. <laughs> because I keep um, seeing memes at the moment, and it's like um, Halloween costumes that everyone goes as. And this year, it's obviously a Squid Game. And last year, yeah. it was Among Us. And the year before that, it 2016. was. 2016. There you go. 2016. Well, yeah. So 2016, everyone was going as Harley Quinn and Joker. Mm-hmm. Um. So <laughs> it's like it's like one of those Halloween trends, isn't it? And it's just. I'm almost surprised if we saw a lot of Harley Quinns this year as well, actually. Yeah. I think, for, in terms of Halloween, I think we're going to see a lot of Sylvies. We're going to see yeah. a hell of a lot of Squid Game. <laughs> we're going to see probably a lot of Black Widows um, or Yelena's. Yeah. What else are you going to see? Like you said, we're going to see Harley Quinns, probably. Um, I think that might be it. There's not really been any major horror films like it or anything this year, so there's not really going to be... I mean, they're probably still going to be there anyway because they're horror, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a new Halloween movie. Might get some more Michael Myers. Yeah. Oh, I really wanted to go see that. <laughs> I haven't seen any of those classic horror movies. Also, I haven't seen, I've seen any of the originals of to do with Halloween, but I got bored on. <laughs> I got bored one day and I was like, oh, this is Halloween. This is the most recent one. I watched it and I was like, this is all right. <laughs> not that bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am not a, a classic movie person to be honest. I I just don't watch any, <laughs> any of them. Anything person. I try and get you into like eighties music, and you're like, no, <laughs> no, God, like worst era. I'm sorry, I hate it. Well, unless it's Michael Jackson. Podcast. Sorry, guys, last episode. <laughs> yeah, look, Michael Jackson's great, but <laughs> no, no, no. Everyone is open to their own opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, That's how I, how I operate with Marvel. <laughs> yeah, you're like your favorite can be this, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, you you can love Iron Man all you want, but it's not as good as you remember it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, the worst one would be if someone came up to you and was like, "Oh no, my favorite Marvel film is Thor: The Dark World." And you're like, <laughs> yeah, no one's ever said that. <laughs> yeah, literally, no one who actually likes Marvel has ever said that. But imagine. <laughs> Oh, that's what I was going to point out. Now, this is kind of going back. Um, well, I'm talking about the new one again, but this is kind of going back, as it would be, from what we've talked about. The trailer for Suicide Squad was very, very deceptive, in a, in a, in a, in a good way. It wasn't like, here's one film, this is a completely different film. But it was... We talked about Venom's trailer last week and how you could watch the Venom 2 trailer and know exactly what happens in the film. Um, yeah, because every every interesting moment in the movie is in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas you watch the Suicide Squad one, and yeah, they've got some of the things from later on in the film, but most of the trailer is actually based around like the opening scene, yeah, like, the opening fifteen minutes, which means you go, "Oh my god, Nathan Fillion's in it! Oh my god, Michael Rooker's in it!" And then you watch the film and go, "Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. bits of Nathan Fillion on the beach. I don't think he's in it for the rest of the film." Um. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like. The, the Team 2 are in the trailer a lot, and Team 1 aren't in it that much, but you get all like, the big establishing shots of them, like when they're walking in front of the big American flag. Yeah. Um, And even some of like, the beach sea, like Mongol hanging off the helicopter, I remember seeing that in the trailer a lot. Uh-huh. Um, Actually, 
Another thing about the trailer, I was convinced Peter Capaldi's character was a good guy from the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I was as well. Well, I didn't think he was necessarily a good guy, but I thought he was well, like yeah, neutral. Not... I didn't realise he was yeah, yeah, like yeah. villain. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise he was the main problem. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they kept that one quiet. <laughs> that scene as well, oh my gosh. If you wipe, if you sneeze without covering your mouth, um, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, or the cough, I can't remember, but dude, that was, entire scene. Yeah, if you have personalized number plates, <laughs> oh, yeah, God. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to talk about personalized number plates, um, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no. This, I get what she means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you watch it and go, Holly has some points here, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let's not let's not mix stereotypes, okay? No, no, no. We got, not 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 everyone is in that group. In that group is an asshole, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. We're not judgmental here. <laughs> no, no, no. These thirteen, fourteen weeks have proved that we're not judgmental people in any way. <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> now, I've got myself, now I've got the giggles <laughs> um, Right oh, Where was my points? I've lost my points <laughs> Right, I wanted to Talk about some of the other Team 2 characters um, Go for it Specifically Ratcatcher 2 and Polka Dot Man Because they were both really good characters And yes. I want to see more of them Although one of them died So <laughs> kind of hard oh, to well. see one of them <laughs> But yeah, like Specifically I'm gonna start with Polka Dot Man. Um, I really like his like whole power set thing, and that like the fact that he, you know, he was experimented on as a child by his mom, who he he sees everyone as his mom, which is really funny, by the way. That was a cool thing. That is honestly the funniest part of that (laughs) character. Everyone just became a big woman (laughs) kaiju stomping down buildings. Exactly. but yeah, like that's a really interesting thing that I'd really like to see, like a prequel of even. Um, yeah, just like an origin, a bit more of an origin to him. Because um, it happens to all the siblings as well, I think. So it would have we've got got a few characters in there to do that with. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, like the way he has to like dispel all of the 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 dots every day, like <laughs> twice a day, otherwise he's going to explode. Oh, the um, fact that the the. <laughs> yeah, the, fact that the... <laughs> I've got the giggles. The fact that his first thing in the entire film is you seriously throw polka dots. <laughs> yeah. How is it? And literally everyone's like, oh god, it's such a joke character. And then he actually becomes so cool. Um, yeah, like the polka dots like messed up. up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are they made of? Yeah, like, and he's in such a silly costume as well. And then he. He like comes out with that, and it's like, okay, <laughs> this guy means I mean, business. I, wouldn't necess- I mean, I would say him and Peacemaker are in stupid costumes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. can't forget um, Peacemaker with a toilet bowl on his head. I I actually I actually got Polka Dot Man's death spoil for me. Like I knew that he was going to die. Um, oh, which oh. was sad. <laughs> who do I need to kill? Who spoiled it for you? I don't. I can't remember. It was someone. Not, I think it was on, online. I don't really know. Um, I got a couple uh, of characters spoil for me. Actually, I knew Boomerang was going to die. I knew. Polka Dot Man was, and um, I knew like a few of the characters at the beginning, like Javelin and stuff, were as well. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we found out most of them right at the beginning, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't have anything spoiled for me at all because I deliberately tried to stay away from it all. Um, oh, yeah, so I did I. I'm but... very good at staying away from it all. Um, <laughs> but 
I guess just because of how many people were featured in the original trailer, I was like, yeah, most of these people are going to be dead. There is no, like, even James Gunn would not be psychotic enough to have an ensemble movie of, like, 20 people. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, who, is, who do you think he is? The Russo brothers, like... <laughs> I mean, the Russo brothers had like however many years. How many years were they planning Infinity War and Endgame consecutively? Like <laughs> ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but actually, that's something I want to point out about James Gunn. You can tell he's like he is interested in comic books and superheroes. Mm. Like, there are directors who I'm not going to name, but everyone knows who they are, who don't familiarize themselves with the comics. And only try and like remake the original films or like remake a character in their own image and whatever, and it never works. Um, wait, 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 do we know who he's talking about? I mean, I was going to say Zack Snyder, but now I feel like ah. I'm doubting myself about whether he actually does listen. Ah. If, he, if he actually does, if he's admitted that he reads comic books, then I think someone needs to give him different comic books. Because um, <laughs> he's destroyed most characters in DC. Um, to be fair, the Snyder Court wasn't that bad. The original was bad <laughs> <laughs> the original was bad the side the side once they let him actually do his thing he fixed a lot of the stuff but anyway that's a tangent it improved it slightly but it wasn't a good film to start off with <laughs> yeah it, yeah it wasn't working with the best uh, <laughs> but that's another story entirely like we could we i could talk about dc a lot yes <laughs> um, we will be doing more dc episodes in the future yeah, we, to be fair, we've got a couple of weeks planned, guys. This this isn't going to be a one-off DC. We've got a few weeks planned for DC. Um, yeah. Moving on, like, but like I say, James, like you can tell from everything that James Gunn has done, e.g., Guardians of the Galaxy and this, that he he properly gets invested in the comic books and properly studies up on the characters, and even though he puts his own twists on them or gets input from the actors or whatever, it's still very comic booky. Um. Mm which sometimes you miss in films like this. Like, it becomes too sci-fi or it becomes too fantastical and you go, ah, you kind of strain too much from a comic book. Whereas this one, I feel like you can watch it and go, the styling, at the very least, is very comic booky. Um Or in DC's case, it takes itself way too seriously. <laughs> <sighs> but, yeah, but I know what you mean. Like, James Gunn, he studies comic books, but he doesn't necessarily, like translate a comic story to live action he like writes his own comic books writes his own superhero story using mm. some of the comic characters but he makes it yeah like you say feel like a comic book movie mm. like like with guardians of the galaxy that's like the most obvious example like that team like i don't i think i mean i think the the team that we got in the movie was already in the comics but it wasn't like a well-established thing and the characters are all like well, not all but largely very different from the comics and the storyline that they go through isn't like really too close to anything in the comics. So it's like, but you know, it still feels like a comic book movie with comic book characters. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is why I'm kind of sad that Guardians is coming to an end. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, no. no more well, James gone. <laughs> we've got another couple of years until that happens. It's fine. That's true. That is true. I mean, to be honest with you, him and Taika Waititi are possibly my favorite directors in the entirety oh. of the MCU, but. Yes. And just in general, to be honest. Um, and the Russos. The Russos are good, but I think... I don't know, I think Taika and James have an edge on him. <laughs> um, I mean, I love Taika Waititi too much to, to like, to ever disagree. say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, 
we have linked it to DC because Tiger's in this film too. <laughs> he is actually. I was I was I saw him in the credits and I was like, wait, he's in this. <laughs> yeah, wait, what? And then um, he played like a serious like emotional character. <laughs> I was I like, what? Say, like, you don't recognize it's Tiger not only because he's got long hair and whatever, but like he really doesn't act like Tiger. Um. Because obviously everything he's acted in or directed is quite silly, quite comedic, quite over the top. <laughs> um, just to name a few, Jojo Rabbit and etc. Um, but in this, he's just—he's <laughs> an emotional father who's trying to protect his daughter, and it's like okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and we can talk about Ratcatcher as well because well, Ratcatcher two because he plays Ratcatcher. Mm-hmm. Um, because like that, that flashback scene was. Like it was a re- it was really like moving moment, and um, it showed a, I think a lot of character progression for Ratcatcher to herself, but also for um, uh, Bloodsport as well. Like with the yes. embracing like the rats, <laughs> I guess. Because <laughs> um, that was that was really nice. Like she the kind of skin. had had his had her arm around him to like. You know, hey, it's fine. The rats aren't going to hurt you. And then the rats went yeah. and ate, ate Starro. Yeah, like even though the rats weren't going to eat Bloodsport because she was controlling them, she still put her arm around him to like reassure him and stop him from having a panic attack. Effectively, um, yeah, which is quite sweet. And then Sebastian is the most adorable thing on the planet. <laughs> um, if I if it wasn't for the fact that I don't like rats, I would want Sebastian. <laughs> Um, oh, I like rats, so I thought it was really cute. Every time he waved as well, you just sit there and wave That's what at I mean, it's the wave. <laughs> and then, and then the, it's like he's showing you he's not threatening. Oh my god, my heart. Um, So cute. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, her tools were quite cool as well. The one, like, the one that she could control the rats with. That was sick. Yeah. Um, Especially when they were... Was it when they were kidnapping Peter Capaldi's character? And she just flicked it, and it atta- and one like a group of them attacked someone. That was quite funny. And oh yeah, cool. they're just like, oh god, yeah, that was. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I mean, it was gruesome as anything, but like it was cool. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, that's one thing I would say. If you're squeamish, don't watch the the news <laughs> the Suicide Squad. There's a lot of oh, blood in it. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> actually, there's more than a lot of blood in it. There's a lot of everything, but. <laughs> Especially when, um, they, when they go to the underground lab section, just don't look. Just look away from the screen. Oh yeah! Oh 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 yeah! Oh yeah! I mean, I think we mentioned one of the bits earlier, but yeah, just look away from that part. Yeah, don't look. Don't just don't look. Um, <laughs> actually, that that entire underground lab section is really creepy because of the the star zombie thing. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah, and the fact that people have been down there for thirty years just with that thing on their face, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, especially as they're still technically living with that thing on their face. It's only when that thing comes off that they're dead, and it's like, no, <laughs> no. Wasn't it? Wasn't it that they? As soon as it attaches, they're dead. So they're all just like corpses. Oh yeah, they're just corpses being sustained by the star. Yeah, they're like vessels for the mm. star things to to preach or whatever. Still don't like it. It's creepy. <laughs> I don't like it. It reminds me a bit of Doctor Who, to be honest. Like I can imagine something like that being in Doctor Who. Yeah, especially because of Peter Capaldi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Conspiracy theory. It's just Doctor Who. It, yeah, it, I, there was very big Doctor Who vibes, though. I have to say, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> 
actually, wasn't Peter Capaldi's character a doctor? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> and he had like sonic screwdrivers in his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually, if you look carefully, it's actually every single iteration of a screwdriver. <laughs> if he just breaks the multiverse yet. <laughs> Literally. Confirmed conspiracy theory here, guys. You heard Doctor it first. Who is part of DC- DCEU. <laughs> actually, that would probably add something to DCEU. Like, it would actually give them something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I love DC, you guys. If you couldn't guess, I adore it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like we need to do an episode of the podcast addressing our thoughts on just DC as a whole. Yeah, because, because there are a lot of good things as well that I like. There, there is. There's a lot. I I can give a lot of praise to DC. Um, I yeah. can give a lot of criticism too, but I can give a lot. Of, <laughs> I can Criti- give the criticism just more fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can be more jokey with it. Um, <laughs> I did have here a little note about Amanda Waller. Oh my gosh, yes! That yeah. whole side of it was like I I like her character a lot, um, and I think so she was even from what I can remember she was quite good in the first one as well. She was really good in the first one. Like she was still very. Um, I might be a normal person, but I can still beat the absolute you know out of you. Yeah. Um, like I loved that part about it because it was just. Oh, amazing, and then they and then James Gunn just takes it to a complete another level with her this time. Oh yeah, um, I like I like what they did there because she's always been this like kind of higher up, um, like intimidating character that like she knows what she's doing and mm. you, know, you, you you listen to her, but in this she kind of just loses it, um, mm. which is yeah she's almost like like the power goes to her head a little bit, um, yeah, because she's like so on mission that she won't let the Suicide Squad save the country <laughs> yeah, yeah. the world she's like, potentially no, no, no. you achieved your directive come back and they're like but children and they're like, and she's like no <laughs> yeah um, and she's like about to literally kill them all because they're trying to save lives and then i like the fact that she gets overthrown by the other people who actually like <laughs> don't let the mission blind them and have morals <laughs> yeah 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 I was. I mean, even though she's this badass character, I love the fact that she's still like putting, um, and like playing golf in the in her office oh, yeah. while she's waiting. Um, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, and it, it makes her feel even more corporate, actually. Just kind yeah. of standing there practicing golf instead of doing work. <laughs> Will are you talking about society? I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. Um. No, I just I love the fact that her character is so. I don't want to swear because we're meant to be an anti. We're meant to be a non-explicit podcast, but she does just handle everyone's shit, and she's like, "I will genuinely put you in the floor." <laughs> like, yeah. I am a normal human being with no powers of any description, but if you cross the line, you'll know about it. Um, and that's without even having the magic button of death. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's nice we actually get to use it in this movie. I mean, it was right at the beginning, but like, I don't think she ever used it in the original, right? She did, but it wasn't a button really. It was it's like a fingerprint thing. I, I she I did. I she used remember. it on Whiplash, I think. Who was a character who's literally in it for two minutes in that film? Oh, was that the guy um, that, that climbs? Yeah, yeah, climbs up a wall, oh, gets his head okay. blown off. Um, That's how he dies. Okay, yeah, yeah. And she tries to use it on Harley Quinn when she escapes with the Joker. Harley's taken it out at that point, or or been deactivated, or something like that. Um, yeah, so she doesn't really get to use it properly. Um, 
but I do like the fact that her character's kind of continued over. Like, James Gunn saw that her character was really cool that way in the first one. I was like, mm. you know what? I'm not going to change it. I'm just going to add to it. Make her even more psychotic. <laughs> yeah, like um, with Harley, it's kind of a given. You kind of have to have her in it because it's it's Harley. <laughs> mm, exactly. Harley's been but reinvented, like, so you have to include her now. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think like with Rick Flagg, I think that's more of a comic thing that the, he kind of needs to be included. Mm. Um, from what I can remember about the comic. Um but also just like, I guess he saw potentially, he was like, you know, this character was kind of wasted in the first one. I'm going to actually do something interesting. Yeah. I mean, in the first one, Rick Flag go it's literally like army eye candy combined with hopeless potential boyfriend of a psycho. Mm. Like, that that's all he is. And it's like, even army people have more to them <laughs> than that. Um, <laughs> especially in like a cinematic superhero type of universe they're going to have more to them than that if they're included as a main character um, well there is the American military so I mean I don't want to say anything but like oh, yeah <laughs> you know sometimes we get we get way too close to get bigger in a political podcast and honestly I'm, I'm not against it we could start no, no, a second no. podcast where we talk about social <laughs> issues um, no <laughs> yeah we could actually to be honest <laughs> but, but, coming soon guys yeah escape, escape the uk that's what um yeah but don't land in america <laughs> <laughs> yeah just actually escape the world there we go well yeah um, it could still be we could still be the escape rocket from the the hell hole hell hole that is politics um <laughs> yes but that's another story. You guys don't need to know about politics. You don't come here for politics. You come exactly. here for stupid commentary on, on random pop culture something. Um, da, 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 da. I think I've said all my points, you know. But I yeah, I, I don't think I've got anything else either. Anything else anyone wants to add? Anyone in the crowd? No? <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> Um, in which case, do we want to move on to this week's Escape of the Week? <laughs> yes, I think we should. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I usually, okay. usually go first, so I'll do this. That one. is true. <laughs> um, yeah, so this week, my Escape of the Week was, I, I started a new series on Netflix, Ooh. which which recently had a second season come out, or maybe it's still coming out, I don't know. Um, but I, I'll always start from the beginning because I haven't seen it before, and that is Lock and Key. Very nice. Um, have you seen it? I've seen. Yes, yes, I have seen it. <laughs> okay, um, but not the new stuff. I guess. No, not the new stuff. Okay, so yeah, I'm like six episodes in, I think, and it's nice. It's pretty good so far. It's like I, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it, but like the concept. I mean, you, you find the top very early on. It's like the, these like magical keys. Um, yeah. And the, each one is like a different thing. This is kind of like an Infinity Stone thing almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like I like that like the concept of the show is very unique. I just feel like the characters and some of the stuff in it is very generic. Like it's oh they're with the new kids in town that go to a high school and there's a high school party mm-hmm. and they flirt with and get in relationships with new characters like really quickly and you know they they have like a dead parent and everyone knows about it. It's like there's so many like. Stereotypes, <laughs> like cliches in it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's still good. Like the rest of the, the main concept uh, makes yeah. it for it. It's one of the shows where you could ignore the the cliches and things in it and admire the actual story of it. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't really take away from it. It just becomes like a little bit like, <laughs> noticeable and like a pattern. Yeah. Sometimes. In terms of character development, you go, yeah, I saw that from the beginning, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
that's nice. Nice to hear. Um, I too have been getting into a series this week. Um, I've binge watched it. Uh, I'm on series. <laughs> I'm. Oh, hang on. Hang on. I'm on series four. I'm halfway through series four, and I've still got a oh. film and another series left. But I've managed okay. to binge watch it in like five days. Um, so I'm doing quite well. <laughs> um, each episode is twenty minutes, roughly. Um, and there's twenty five episodes a series. Wow. Plus a film plus films that are like an hour and a half to two hours. Um, I can't remember exact timings. Um, so you know, I've had no social life, but I've enjoyed watching this series. It's great. Um, it is an anime, so you're already going no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, and it's one that is. It's been a well. It's been around a while. No, it's been around since like 2016. So it's still kind of new. The suspense um, that, is killing me. <laughs> you're like, which one? Which one? Which one? My Hero Academia. Ah, um, uh, okay. No, that is anime. Yeah, it is anime. Um, but it's really cool anime because it's superheroes. So I'm calling it as you know, sort of linking to everything. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's really cool. <laughs> it's. It's a really hard thing to try and persuade people who don't like anime to like. So, you know, if you don't like anime, don't try I'm not going to try and force you to watch it. Um, but it is just, it's really cool. Um, so it's kind of, it's based around a kid um, who, well, actually, it's based in a society where mankind has basically evolved to the point where like 80% of the entire population has a superpower of some description, which in this universe are called quirks. Um, and they're literally everything, and that because of that, there's now like a lot of superheroes everywhere. Um, not a bad thing, you know. Marvel, come on. Um, <laughs> but this the kid that it centers around starts off, and he's like the only one. It, it's very basically it's very rare for kids to not have um, quirks, as it would be, and he is quirkless. Um, and then he meets the greatest superhero of all time, whose superpower, as it would be, is one that he can inherit and pass on to people. So he passes it on to this kid because he thinks this kid is worthy. And it's basically like this kid's journey to becoming the next greatest superhero. Um, so it's really cool. Um, but it's not just a series that focuses on heroes. It also focuses like heavily on villains. So you get a lot of villain origins. Um and because it's anime, a lot of the villains are quite fantastical, but I, it kind of adds to it a little bit with superheroes, you know, like superheroes that can mutate their forms and things. And you're like, okay, that, that's reasonable in a superhero universe. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, so it, it, it's... One of my friends described it as Sky High, which is a, <laughs> it's a very <laughs> old film. Um, so, you yeah. know, <laughs> there's a generation of kids who aren't going to know at all what Sky High is. Um, <laughs> it wasn't particularly well credited. It was 2005 when it came out, um, Sky High. But my friend said if you liked Sky High, it's kind of like that type of thing where it's superhero kids set in a school, sort of like training mm. and and <laughs> because I, I've been watching, I'd been binge watching it for three days before this person said it, and then I was like, oh my god, that's why I love it because Sky High was one of my favorite films growing up. <laughs> so yeah. My little head was kind of blown by that because I was like, oh my, oh my god, it's literally modern day Sky High um, from Japan. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, my, my Hero Academia was one of the ones that I was like, I would probably consider watching me <gasps> just because I like the concept Watch and it's it. like superheroes. Watch Although, it. to be fair, I like superheroes, but I did not like One Punch Man, so. Watch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. If you Maybe watch when, it, 
no if you watch it we can do a podcast like even if you hate it we could still do a podcast on it and i try and convince you why you're wrong <laughs> okay well when i've finished um it's always sunny in philadelphia i'll have another mm-hmm. short short uh like short form uh series to watch so maybe i'll do that oh i've still got to watch all of it so always sunny in philadelphia yeah <laughs> what series are you on now three same <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching it for two months and then I keep finding other things that I'm watching and then I'm like, I forget yeah. about it and then go, oh, wait, I was watching it and it's always sunny. Um, yeah, I've been so... watching it for about th- three weeks, I think. But that's, a, <laughs> that's another thing. That's another escape, I guess. We've both been watching Philadelphia. so We anyway. have. That is a very funny... Like, <laughs> modern day kids, mm. modern day teenagers probably won't like it because it's very, very... Early 2000s? <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a line for humour and it's never anywhere near it. Yeah. In a bad way. <laughs> yeah. So anyone who's like any form of social justice warrior, you will not like the in any way, especially the oh. opening episode. <laughs> like, oh yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, exactly. Um so you know, I think an older how I would describe it is Gen Z won't like it, millennials will like it, and whatever weird class does because oh, we're between boomers, the two. boomers will love it. <laughs> boomers will love it because it's like their humor. It's incredibly too. racist. <laughs> and sexist and yeah homophobic <laughs> just, yeah. just it right we're not really selling it here <laughs> it's Look, exceptionally funny <laughs> it, it's still airing okay so i'm sure it gets I'm sure it gets a lot i'm sure they mellow. tamed it a little bit <laughs> but, i mean that man is playing luigi <laughs> yes Jesus. he is charlie day <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i had a couple of things i wanted to mention outside of um today's topic which yes. were one of them is actually related. We've kind of been talking about Guardians of the Galaxy anyway. And that mm. is the Guardians of the Galaxy game that came out uh, yesterday. Yes. Uh, um, yes, I believe so. And, you know, it's by the same people that made the Avengers game. Mm-hmm. Um, they've gone for a different route. It's not like a, you know, play as different Avengers on like kind of more open world missions. It's like a lot much more linear story based. You only play as Star-Lord. Um, and it's been a lot better received as well. People are actually really liking this game. Uh-huh. Whereas they didn't like the Avengers, so that's good, um, I guess, for Marvel <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, um, I was actually I... studying it <laughs> for a little bit. Like we did marketing practice on it a little oh, bit. Right, yeah, that's quite fun. Um, yeah, it, it looks better than Avengers, but my class had a resounding no to it. So, oh um, no! Well, oh, I, no. I think a lot of yeah. people had low expectations because it was like another, you know. Like is it Square Enix? Square Enix Marvel game. Yeah. Um, um, so it was like, uh, but yeah, apparently it's very good. So I might end up getting it at some point when it's maybe cheaper than fifty pounds. Do it. Um, actually, I um, feel like we should start bringing in games more. You know, as we're both studying them. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. We are. We both, should probably bring them in more. No, we're both on like games related courses at university. We are. So we should yeah talk about that more. I mean, they are pop culture, and also it would mm. help with um two certain series being made at the moment well one the film but uh uncharted and the last of us exactly Um, neither of which i've played bro guess on it (laughs) actually no you don't play station you can't can't. um Um, dude watch jacksepticeye's playthroughs they're pretty good um (laughs) yeah i mean i've watched his playthrough of uncharted 4 to be fair there you go i mean i have all the games but you don't have a playstation so i can't even lend them to you (laughs) I'm a dirty PC degenerate. Do do not insult Sony that way. 
No, I said I'm a dirty PC degenerate. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No. See, that's the endless debate. Is PC worse than Xbox? <laughs> uh, no, PC is actually the best one. But anyway, um, that's that's an in- no no no. That is an entire episode worthy argument. Honest. True. Console wars. The episode. Console. Oh, we'd have to get someone who actually likes what the other one though. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, we'll find someone. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I like I prefer Xbox to PlayStation, to be honest, but I, I prefer PC more. So, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> right, anyway, the last thing I wanted to talk about was yes. the we had a new trailer for a teaser trailer for Lightyear. Yes, we did. Yes, movie. we did. Yes. And it's really annoying me how many people don't understand what this movie is. People <laughs> are like, "Why are they making a Buzz movie? Why it looks nothing like Buzz? Why do they have to like modernize it?" I'm like. Mm. Do you, do you understand? This is this isn't Buzz Lightyear the toy. This is the human. This is the movie that <laughs> is canonical in the Toy Story universe that inspired the toy Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, okay? it's like, oh my god, why have you given Buzz hair? And it's like, because it's not the toy. Because um... <laughs> it's like the human Buzz Lightyear that the toy was based from. Based on. okay. People <laughs> like... <laughs> oh. need to stop twit longing on online. People About... do pain me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my dad said, dad said he's really, really excited to watch it. He was like, oh, yeah. we should go watch it. But he's also... He also <laughs> my dad's one of those weirdos who was also like, oh my God, let's go watch Jungle Cruise. Like, he really, really, really <laughs> wanted to go watch Jungle Cruise. Um, I don't really understand why. I think he has a bit of an obsession with The Rock, to be honest, but who doesn't? Um, <laughs> but so the some days he'll come to me and he's like, oh, let's go watch Dune or something. And I'm like, okay, that's really respectable. That's like a film that I would expect someone of your age to go and watch. And then he comes yeah. up to me today and is like, oh my God, I want to go watch Buzz. And I'm like, <laughs> this is the inner 10-year-old and that hasn't, you know, grown up. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um because ironically, he'd probably laugh the loudest in the cinema as well. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent, he would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, can, we went. Oh my I god, can hear it now. This is a story and a half. We went to watch Ice Age, the the third Ice Age. Okay, now it's a classic one. It's one of my favorite Ice Ages, but that's yeah, yeah. another thing. <laughs> that's another tangent entirely. Um, and uh, how old was I? However old I was when it came out, I was that old. And I was, I think, I, I think it was, I think I must have been one of the oldest kids in the room. And then I've obviously, I've got my mum and dad with me on on the same row. God, it was that long ago. We went to Odeon. We, there wasn't even Cineworld. Oh. Odeon. Yeah, th- when Odeon was the only one around us and it was awful, but it was, it was the only one. So we had to go to it. That was how old it was. <laughs> one with, one with the, the vomit screens. Yeah. Oh. I mean, when you compare them to view now, you're just like, why? Um, yeah. <laughs> But that's we're going we're going off tangent here. Well, <laughs> um, so mom and dad are probably the oldest people in that room by possibly five <laughs> or ten years. My dad laughs louder and at more things than anybody else in that room. <laughs> and even at like age ten, I was like, I need I need to leave. I need to disassociate from these people because my dad is like <laughs> wetting himself and most of the stuff in it. Um, so is it any wonder I have such a bad sense of humour? <laughs> To be um, fair, Book is a hysterical character, so... Yeah, but it's Simon Pegg, so he automatically yeah, wins yeah. as, like, funny character. Um, True. We need to do an Ice Age episode, actually. We really... We do. Although I think... Work, we have a DreamWorks episode. We uh, do. We, to be fair, we need to right? get into animated stuff, because we've got a lot of things that we could do. Yes. There you um, go. Look, look forward to that, guys, and the DreamWorks stuff as well. Come on. <laughs> we're we're really selling things to you guys. We're really selling, like, subtle plans to you. <laughs> 
But I think that is everything for this week. Yes. Um, let us know your thoughts on the Suicide Squad movies as well. Um, uh, I'll probably put a poll up or a question thing on Instagram. Uh, we'll yeah. ask you on Twitter to get you involved. Um, just all that good stuff. Obviously, contact us on any of our social medias to, to let us know how we've done or give us some feedback or give us some ideas. Um, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.